five, four, three, two, one, fire. Deep Talks with Devin. Thank you for coming on the show, Mike. It's dope to have you, dog. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So what's new, dog? Dude, a lot. I've been uh, working a lot this year, and this past year, the Lord's called me out of a lot of commitments I was in. So it's been like, what am I going to do with my time? And then as this school year has rolled around, I've just been so busy. So it's just like, oh, that makes sense. What's uh, what is what does school look like for you right now? I know you texted me about it, but yeah, I'm in all online like dual enrollment with college PSEO. It's called in Minnesota. I know you know what that is. Um, yes, sir. And so I'm not doing any high school classes, and I'm doing like a full, basically freshman load of classes for free, as well as getting high school credits. So it's a win-win. For sure. What's uh, what's Corona like back? There? I haven't been back home in like a month and a half, so I don't I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I don't really know what's up. I I mean, it's here as well as everywhere else. I don't really know. There's there's so many factors. I I got to Georgia and like the first weekend, I took me and my team. I was like, yo, let's go to Outback Steakhouse, and we we went to Outback. <laughs> Dude, nobody wears masks. No one. It's so whack because, like, you go inside anywhere in Minnesota and everybody has masks on. But, like, nope, not here, dog. I was just on a, a road trip a couple of weeks ago. And as we were going through, we went from Minnesota down through Colorado, Utah, Arizona to drop my brother off at college. And then we went, like, Texas and Kansas and back home. And just going through all these different states, like, half the states were no masks. COVID isn't real. And then half the states were like, if you walked in there without a mask, someone's going to tackle you. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. I just kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about vintage, dude. How's that, how's that going? I saw you were doing like, I know you did a pop-up right before I left. And then also like you were traveling to colleges and like selling some clothes. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, first I'll just give you the backdrop on like what it is and when I started it. Vintage, vintage clothing with a K started about a year ago now, and it's just like me drifting clothes, reselling them, and over time, it kind of started as like me liking these clothes, and then I'm like, oh, I know I'm finding clothes that other people would buy, so I started doing that, and then it's grown over time, and gone through a lot of ups and downs and learning from just like different trials, but I haven't even seen them as trials, just like, okay, that didn't work. So I'm gonna go this way now. And so like, I've found a love for um, like doing pop-up shops or flea markets, just cause it's great to be able to get to like, be one-on-one with your customers and be able to communicate with them, especially after um, just like selling on Instagram during COVID. And so like my brother and I were going on this road trip to drop him off at college. And luckily I have a lot of connections at just different colleges with some friends. So I was like, what a good idea for taking this time. And like when we go through these colleges, I knew some girls like at Baylor and some sororities and then as well as places in GCU, uh, Grand Canyon University. 
So I was just like, okay, let's plan something with these Baylor girls. And so like their whole sorority came and like I just did on a front lawn. And we've like, as I was going across the country, I was using that as a time to also make money as I was spending it all on gas. <laughs> but it was, it was a blast because I, like, I truly do enjoy doing that over selling on Instagram. So I definitely think I want to start implementing that more over selling on Instagram and just being able to get to know my customers and creating relationships. Dude, for sure. Yeah, having that personal relationship with your with your customers definitely one grows your business um, at a more personal level. You know, just because you're attracting not just an online following but an in person following, and there's something about that that really just like draws people. Dude, how was I saw you went to Zion on the trip? How was Zion National Park? I want to go so bad. So our plan was to go. The whole trip would just continue to change, and so Zion, for example, we're heading in. And I was just like, we kind of rolled into every place and then started calling people we knew like, okay, hey, where do we camp? Or uh, what do we do here? And so we called one of my dad's friends. I'm like, all right, we're about an hour away from Zion or 30 minutes. Uh, How do we get in? And so he's like, you have your shuttle pass, right? And we had no idea what a shuttle pass was. So we were able to drive through it. You still had to pay to do that as well, Um, but it weren't. Like, sadly, we didn't get to go to all the cool hiking spots, but it was still just so beautiful to drive through. Yeah, dude, that's like, Zion's probably on my top, like, three places to visit in the U.S. This, like, environment that I'm in right now has been so healing for me. As you know, I I mean, I think you know, I think I talked about it sometime at church, but, like, I just, I I was in a really rough state through high school, um, and, like, there's a lot of just identity searching that I was going through. And, and so I was really just off and on, but like, dude, this place is amazing. Like I I can't even say it enough. Like we're on the middle of nowhere in Georgia, but Jesus is like at work so much in my heart and like starting businesses is going to be so crazy. Like, (laughs) dude, it's, it's insane, man. Yeah. That's awesome. What, um, what are your, do you have any plans besides PSEO? Well, I don't know. I've just been praying where the Lord wants me. Like I love this business and I love because I love clothes. So I like actually have a a passion and just like I think it's fun to do. But at the same time, the Lord's luckily given me a heart of like this is it's still like it's a fun business. It's a fun job. I'm my own boss. But at the same time, it's like if he's if he doesn't want me to continue in it or focus on something else, like I'm okay with that. So next year, I've just been praying like where the Lord wants me. And I really like I could I truly feel like with all these options, the Lord keeps putting my face. I'm like, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Like I don't really have any oppositions. Like if I really feel like the Lord's calling me this one place, like I'm like, oh, crap. And so I've been looking at GCU where my brother goes, as well as. Bible schools, there's one called Timberline in Colorado, and I never even had interest in it. But recently, like, the Lord is just revealing to me, like, what happens at that school. And just, like, I have friends who've been there, and it's, like, adventure-based. So this they get to go and share the gospel with people on chairlifts, <laughs> like, while skiing. And so there's that, and, like, there's GCU, and then there's just some other 
options and I'm just like, all right, Lord, just like shut off every door except one and hopefully make this easy. But at the same time, I feel like I've been learning like he through dying to myself and through letting myself go, that means like he's filling me up. And so therefore, like my heart is becoming less of me, but more of him. So therefore, like my decisions, like he doesn't need to tell me whether I need to, I don't know, take three bites or two bites of this burger. Like I can decide that on my own. And so just like, I feel like I'm being challenged right now of I'm capable of deciding as long as I'm out of a heart of this is for you, Lord, and not of I want to go here because whoever's going here or for whatever reason. That's actually, it's funny you mentioned that. That's This week has been, I've just been focusing on, on, on the concept of control and kind of how there's like an illusion of control. Like that's God, that God wants to control us. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's actually from the enemy. That's, that's not like from God, you know, he wants us to be able to make those decisions, decisions and learn from them. He, he doesn't want to like, Hey, you're going here and you don't have a choice. You know, he wants you to have that, that open uh, image of him to just be able to be flexible, you know, and just, and do what, and really just do what your heart says, you know? And it's, it's tough. It's just like one of those things I think, cause like scripture is saying, there's times in scripture where it's like, your heart is deceitful. Don't listen to your heart. But then at the same time, it's like, if we're letting the Lord be the king of our heart, then we like, we need to listen to our heart. And I, I just, it's like one of those things in scripture where it's like, there's such a line and we struggle to understand it no matter how long we look at it. And that brings us back to the one thing that's always sturdy, the one thing that's always solid which is obviously God and his word, but as well as the gospel. And like, I know what that is. I know how simple that is. And then I know what I need to do out of that. And that's just something like I'm always brought back to. Yeah, for real. What's the, what is the podcast? Like, what is your heart behind this? Um, so basically I got here and this is a business, um, this is a business focused program that I'm in. So it's, um, training all the students in entrepreneurship. And, and one of our first projects was to, um, just start a podcast. And that's, it's like, it's my own thing. You know, it's not like, this isn't like a, like a, like I'm required to make a podcast about this. It's like, just come up with something that you want to talk about. And so I was like, well, I, uh, this is a business program. I like business. I know a lot of people that and I was like, let's go. Like, I'll just do business. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really cool though. I, like, it's not something, it's actually funny. I wanted to do a podcast for like, geez, forever, man. Like probably a couple of years. It was like, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but um, he's hilarious. You got to check him out. But um, I just like, I'm inspired by podcasting and just like, there's something about not visually like watching someone do something and like listening to them talk. And there's just something more personal with podcasts that I, that I really enjoy. And, and I think that our, our generation is untapped in the podcasting realm, I feel like. And so I just kind of, I was like, I was like, okay, I know there's a lot of people that are like interested in business and I know that they, 
don't really know how to go about that. So I was like, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm just going to see where it goes. And hopefully people will like listen in and then be inspired to go like build businesses that are founded on, on Jesus love, you know? What do you think God is calling our, our generation of believers to, to do? What do you think that, that a focus we could maybe tune into just our generation? Do you have, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I do. There's just been something I've been learning like this past year. And I think your, your dad and family has as well, as I've talked to him this past month. Um, it's just like how, at least in my life and probably your life as well, knowing that you grew up in like a Christian family, just like how in America, at least it's very easy like for us to fall into a place of just hearing things. And then off of that, we build our, um, our relationship with the Lord off of emotions. And it's not even so much a relationship, but just like a, a vending machine almost. And like, I was in the same place for so long and it's not like that the American church is terrible because that's still the bride of Christ. But I think the Lord is going to be, I just feel like the Lord has been revealing to me and I, I feel like the Lord's going to put something into this, our generation of relearning what church is and means and like what it literally means to be a body of people. And then as well as what it means to be doing the word of God and like be actively obeying what he's calling us to do and i think like even with corona like all these big church buildings are being shut down so people are like stuck at home and then it's kind of like this picking of um if you were built off of emotions that time at home was a train wreck but luckily for like me and some of my guy friends is like like, yes, I know what was going on in the world and I, I'm not like uh, cheaping it or like trying to water down what was happening to people's lives. But like the Lord is just bringing me this peace and like this, this undescribable peace. And I think through that, through quarantine, through Corona, the Lord has either just waking people up and been like, hey, we need to realign ourselves or some people have maybe even fallen away if they like built their relationship with Christ on emotions. So I think the biggest thing is like people are just going to be learning and called to a real relationship and a relationship that's built off of love as an action, not just an emotion and like a feeling. And yeah, I just feel like the Lord's waking people up. When going to the American church, there's just like a large church environment, you know? Um, and I feel like, like connection is lost in some, in some forms. Um, when you're in this big church environment, it becomes ritualistic. Like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm certain someone on a Sunday for all these people. And then the rest of the week, I'm not. And that was me for like the longest time. And and I was like, dude, when I got here to Georgia, we have like 14 or 15 people here that are students. 
and we consider ourselves a church and the the level of vulnerability and 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 personal relationships that are actually like Christ centered it it changes your entire perspective like like my mind the past month and a half has just been blown away by like just how personal it gets you know what i'm saying dude that's yeah you said it just like it's something that's been on my heart is just like the american church i love it and it wouldn't be where it's at if the lord wasn't anointing it so it's hard to it's hard to even talk about this and like just like you have to be careful because i know i you weren't saying anything but i'm just saying like I tend to, if I'm not watching my thoughts, like I'll just think about the Lord's bride in a bad way. And, but I just like, if you look at studies unrelated to religion and small groups and how at a certain point of around like 15 to 20 people, you lose intentionality. And there's this whole study of like how that works and why that works. And we're so relationally built. And like that's Jesus came for relationships literally to end this sacrifice um, and this like way of only the holiest of holies can be with Jesus, but now everyone can be in relationship with him. And then like these studies are these bigger groups just seem to fail at achieving the task. Like if you had a group of 15 and a group of 50, the group of 15 who get the tasks done quicker because they're more tight knit and they're more um, like relationally focused together and they work well on the goal that is at hand. But when there's 50 people, they're still trying to get to know each other while the other group's already done. And um, it's just like, I've been in big congregations my whole life and I've, I've been in a place of, I've gotten to know majority of like the Wednesday night kids or Sunday like church people but at the same time I didn't really know them and I went to church and I sat in this this uh seating arrangement listening to a pastor and a worship band and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just like when do I get to talk about what's going on in my life when do I get to uh, practice and use my gifts and it's just like you look at what scripture says about church and it's hard to find um, your church needs to look like this or there needs to be this many people. But if you just look at it, you see what the Lord commands us and then what we've learned with just being with a big amount of people like River Valley, the church we've been at and other churches around here, the way they try to get around the big people thing is having their life groups or having their D groups or whatever they call them um, aside from Sundays. And so they see, they see the need of needing to be in a smaller group, but at the same time, how many people can walk in there and walk out and be completely faking what they're saying they are. And I just think like there's the American church is amazing, but I do see a more effective and biblical way and like when you look at the end of Acts 2 and 4, you just see that it's like the apostles and a group of people, and they're literally just sharing everything they have, giving away everything they have. They're breaking bread together, and they're spending time together endlessly. And then when they're not together, they're out making disciples. 
and then it says how their number was added to daily, but it wasn't like their congregation began to grow because they began to multiply. And Jesus called us to multiply, not to just add. Um, and when we add, we create our own little, uh, like our own little bubbles of churches rather than just multiplying and continuing to have these tight knit communities. Cause when you have a body that's, when you have a body that's like actually in tune and knows how to work with each other, that's when your body can actually function well, like a marathon runner. But then when you have a body that's got, um, a big belly and like got a bunch of extra fat that is just not needed or not used or is not doing anything to help you. When you try to run a marathon, you're going to be 10 times slower. And so it's like, you just, it's, it's a long conversation, but I just, when I look at scripture and what I've learned from being in a church environment with like 15 um, people this past four months is when you read Paul's letters in the Bible and he's most of them he'll begin off like i miss you i long to be with you um i'm so saddened that i can't make it and i'm i like i'm just so happy for what god is doing in your life like that experience where he's truly just missing these people that he loves i finally got to experience that with like a church body where every sunday i was like i'm so excited to go and for my cup to be filled and then so that I can go out and throughout the week and make disciples and love people and just be obedient to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to honor your time. I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, man. It was, it was so nice to, to hear your wisdom and, and to hear some of your journey. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me.